What's up, everybody? We're back at you with another interview. Uh, one of the newcomers to Best Virginia this year for the TBT, Tanner McGrew. Tanner, how you doing tonight? Doing well. Thanks for having me. No problem. So let's just kind of get into it. Uh, you Are you born and raised from in Buchanan? Yes. I grew up in Buchanan, went to college in Buchanan, and uh, was there for 22 years of my life. So uh, let's just start with high school days, Buchanan Upshire. Let's kind of talk about your high school career. Uh, how did that go? Uh, were you, and then we'll get into kind of how heavily recruited you were. So let's go, go through your glory days of Buchanan Upshire, if you don't mind. Yeah, it's a pretty short story, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I played four years at, at Buchanan. My freshman year, I was on the freshman team, a sophomore JV, and then my junior and senior year, I was on the varsity team. But, um, I, you know, I was – it took me about till my senior year to really have much to offer the team. I mean, I was – I averaged seven points, I think, and like five rebounds a game maybe, five or six. Um, I was more of like a facilitator, kind of uh, – I, I shot a little bit, had a couple good games, but mostly was just kind of like did a little bit of everything for the team. But, I mean, we were okay. I think we finished 13-10 and 10 my senior year, so – a pretty good season for Buchanan standards at the time. I mean, we had had a few losing seasons, and and so it was kind of a breath of fresh air there. So, is B Buchanan are they a double A, triple A? I can't remember what exactly. Yeah, I believe we're triple A. I, I think we've always been. I know that whenever I played, we were triple A. Yes, and, and now positive. they've now they've changed it to the four class system. So we all, everybody on this podcast, we all grew up in Polka, so we were all polka dots. So we were always double A. And I okay. never, I never remember Buchanan and, and Polka ever having to play. So that's probably why you guys are probably triple A. So th let's just kind of jump into that. You said your senior year averaged about seven points. So what did you have any offers? Like, were you kind of like one of those guys that grew suddenly into being six eight, or were you always kind of big for your age? Kind of go over that. Like when you just took a growth spurt and got so tall. You know what I'm saying? So did that kind of happen? And that's when you got recruited. So I was actually never recruited. Um, I, I, we had one of those like uh, might have been max preps or something, some way that teams could kind of view your profile. I think yeah. my dad made it for me. Um, but I, I had one team that even viewed my profile throughout my whole recruiting process. That's in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I never was looked at, never had any offers, anything like that out of high school. So I actually, I was in the college, the Wesleyan Jazz Band, my junior and senior year, that was kind of my, my thing. I mean, I love basketball, but I was really into music as well. And I was kind of, I was excelling at that at the time. So, um, that's why I ended up going to, to West Virginia Wesleyan there in Buchanan, uh, because of my professor, Dr. Moore, who's now the interim president there. Uh, he put together just like a, a heck of a program over the, his, uh, course there. And, and so it was a really good opportunity for me to play high level music. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. I know at Polka, they were always known for their show choir. You know what I mean? So that, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, we can definitely relate to that. So you go to uh, West Virginia Wesleyan uh, yep. and just kind of looking at your stats. So you went from your freshman year averaging two points a game to your senior year averaging 22 points a game. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I – I walked on, it, was, it would have been my sophomore year of college, so I went five years. My freshman year, I didn't play at all. Like, I wasn't on the team. Right. I just played uh, intramurals and pickup, and, and I was always in the gym, but, you know, wasn't actually officially on the team. 
and then my sophomore year, I started playing, and as a walk-on, I was just kind of filling a, a role, filling a, a spot on the team, really. Um, I had a couple a couple games where I, I got some playing time, had a couple good games, but I mean, for the most part, I was playing two, three minutes at the end of the games if we were getting blown out or if we were up. So then worked throughout those four years, and by the time I was a senior, uh, I attribute a lot to it. Uh, uh, a lot of it to the weight room. I just got in the weight room really heavily. And by the time I finished, I was, I averaged like 22 and 12 and was all American and, and really had some, some good accolades and was, had a career to be proud of. Yeah. So who was your coach while you were at Wesleyan? So my first two years was Pat Beeline. Okay. So yeah. You alumni. Right. Uh, and then my second two years when I really had the success was a guy named Gary Nottingham. So okay. he came in at, at left. And uh, kind of changed the style of play. It, we were playing a little bit slower and more, you know, throw the ball inside. And luckily, that was kind of uh, that was kind of good for me because um, it's not really how I play now. But at the time, because I found the weight room, I was more just trying to be, you know, a bruiser, just out muscle people. And you know, when you're talking about playing against 18 and 19 year olds, sometimes I mean, it's really tough for a freshman or a sophomore to compete against a fifth year who's you know, I was lifting sometimes twice a day. Right. Uh, I mean, I was I was getting it in, so it made it tough on some of those guys to try to just to keep up with me throughout four quarters of basketball, or I guess it would have been two halves. Yeah. But um, uh, it, you know, it wears down. So so I'd go, I may go like ten minutes without scoring, but then I'd have you know six eight points in a minute or two because you know guys get tired it's it's hard it's it's that's probably the hardest part of basketball is dealing with you know physicality and also trying to to play at a high pace it's so much harder than people realize whenever you get down down low and have to try to compete like that so and that's just kind of wild because you and uh, Jamel kind of have similar stories um we had yeah. him on a couple of weeks ago he said i was only looked at by one team he grew up in columbus and that was west virginia state they didn't even offer so then, yep. you know, he starts at Glenville, and both of you all have been able to make a uh, career so far about of playing basketball. So when did you realize who contacted you that, man, I can I can play professional basketball? So when did that kind of happen, and how did that come about? Yeah, you bring up Jamel, and it's funny whenever you look at our our stories and our careers, they really mirror each other yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, we both have had, dealt with some tough injuries. We both have had like we both started at pretty much the bottom leagues that you could possibly start in making you know very little money uh struggling to get by even but then you know the after it just we slowly worked our way and i've had a, a few chances that kind of where we uh we performed the way we were supposed to and things kind of blew up for us so i mean you see jamel he's had it he's had an absolutely awesome career his trajectory is still going upward I mean, he just signed with a Euro Cup team, which a lot of people may not know, but that's super high-level basketball. Yeah, that's I'm I'm so proud of him. I, I I've always followed him closely. Jamel's a good friend of mine, and I, I'm super psyched for him. I, I couldn't be happier for him. Um, and my first chance to play professional basketball came uh, probably like three months before, two months before I graduated. A guy named Peter Pollock uh, out of Brisbane, Australia, contacted me, and he was looking for a guy like me and you know at first i was kind of like is this real is this a is this even a real team but i got a hold of somebody who had played there and and turns out it was real and it was a good opportunity and i went out and got mvp of the league it was like like i said you just perform when you have to perform and 
things happen for you. Yeah. So let's just kind of recap how, you know, year by year you started out there. Uh, have you played in France and then did you go to G League? How did that kind of transition there um, when you had to go overseas the first time? Uh, was it in France? Have no, so my, my first job was in Australia. It was like okay. a summer yeah. job, summer league. Then I went to Denmark for a full season. Okay. Then I went back to the same team in Australia. They were able to offer me a little better contract. Made it, you know, at the time, to be totally honest, my wife and I, we weren't in a position to where we, I could take the season off, the <laughs> right. summer off, right? Uh, financially speaking. I mean, we wouldn't have fallen on our faces, but when the bills have to be paid, you know, you, right. you go play, you yeah. can do what you got to do. So after that, I, uh, after that season, everything kind of like softened up and I was able to make a few more decisions that were, you know, for me rather than out of necessity. And so we ended up in France for the full season. And that was like my first, I would call that my first real professional experience. I mean, Denmark was for sure, but our team was, it wasn't the highest level in the league. There was only like one or two teams that were really what I'd call professional. Um, then I went to France. It's a totally different, totally different story. Every team is, uh, is high level playing high level basketball. So, uh, that's, that's how I got to France. Then after that season, I actually broke my foot. We anticipated I'd have a pretty good opportunity to go back overseas, but because I broke my foot, teams were really reluctant to sign me. Right. So I ended up uh, lucky. A, a guy named Chris Wallace is actually from Buchanan. He was the GM of the Grizzlies at the time, um, and he got a hold of me. He, he grew up with my parents, and he knew them. So he was like, "Hey, the G League team may have an opportunity for you to try out if you're interested." He said, "I can't guarantee you anything. Uh, it's not going to be one of those situations, but I can get you a tryout, and you can you can see what you got." So I went down to Memphis and spent like three or four months down there or two or three months before the G league tryout and was able to work out with the Grizzlies, um, and do some of their pre preseason stuff. So before they were mandated to be there, a lot of the guys are still there working out. So I got to work out with a lot of those NBA guys, which was, you know, a dream at that time. Right. So, uh, where were you this past season and do you know where you're going to be next season yet? So this last year was my sixth year and I was in Romania. Um, I spent two seasons in Portugal and Porto um, with a team called FC Porto after I uh, was in the G League. And I actually, uh, I actually broke my leg oh. uh, in Porto. So I dealt with uh, rehabbing that for a whole nother year in Porto. They re-signed me, gave me a great same contract, and, and I was super lucky. You know, it was uh, obviously not lucky to get injured, but lucky that the team was so uh, – respectful and professional in a way that a lot of teams may not be right so this last year i was in romania and it was kind of like my comeback season you could say and i had a good year not not a great year but a good year um so we're still waiting to see where i end up for this next season i haven't signed anywhere i think some things are brewing but i'm gonna wait till the tbt ends to to really take a look at that i think yeah and can can you possibly use the tbt to kind of show teams you can you get more in? I know Nate Adrian a couple of years ago uh, had no inter interest at all of playing overseas. And then, yep. you know, teams saw him in the TBT, and that's how he started playing basketball again. So could yep. you kind of use that to uh, get to a different team or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just having that film of, of what 
what shows to be professional basketball is nice. You know, I mean, the way that they it, – it's high-quality film and, and you're playing against high-level players. It's not going to be this – like, they're going to look at my last season and base right. their decisions off that. But it definitely won't hurt if I go out and, and have a good showing. I don't think there's going to – it definitely wouldn't be a – it wouldn't hurt my chances, you know. <laughs> yeah. So let's kind of get into it. Who made the call? How did you uh, – what connection was there for somebody to call you, KJ, John Flowers, whoever it might be, uh, to kind of get on the roster this year? Uh, so last year with all the COVID stuff, they needed an extra body actually. And they had asked me, but at the time I was not vaccinated. So I wasn't able to, to quickly get vaccinated and be there. They had some regulations within the, the TBT. Yeah. Uh, so there was a possibility last year, but then this year I had been speaking with KJ a bit. And um, I, I think James was, I, I know James well. And I think that they kind of came to a conclusion that I could help the team in a few ways that they may have been missing. Um, I'm not going to be the guy who's like, they're throwing the ball to and saying, go score. Everybody who ever has played with me knows that that's not me, but I have some things that I can contribute that would, I think really help the team play at a, in a different way than maybe they have in the past. Right. So just growing up in Buchanan, were you born and raised a Mountaineer fan? Were your family's Mountaineer fans? How did that kind of go? Or did you follow basketball that closely as a kid? Or, uh, so <laughs> I did. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't a huge WVU fan. Right now, when I say that, I watched the guys, and I knew, like, I looked at these guys as professionals. Like growing up, Kevin and and, yeah. and John and and Deshaun and all those guys were like, you know, they were the kings of West Virginia to me. Right. So um, I definitely had respect for them, no doubt. But I just, I was never really a huge basketball or like watching basketball fan. Right. I just loved to play. Yeah. My family is more Marshall people. A few of my uncles went to Marshall. Gotcha. Uh, so I also respect those guys, and I know a lot of them can play. Yeah. And I'm glad that um, it's not a situation where, like, the WVU guys hate those guys because that's just not the case. Like, right. a lot of those guys know John Elmore, and, and they know the kind of guy he is, and, and they have a good relationship with him. Even if they – you know, there's that competitive spirit, it's still – it's not – out of spite or anything so right and it's, even, kind of, it's okay for me yeah even last year so last year at the, i don't know if you were able to come to any of the games but they played before uh the heard that team played before the best virginia team and it was kind of weird just growing up you know in the charleston area and i feel like once you hit putnam county it's usually mainly wvu fans you know there's some pocket with marshall fans but the, the West Virginia fans were actually cheering for heard that, and they ended up losing. But it was just kind of weird to see that the that the best Virginia fans were actively cheering for a Marshall team to win because I think everybody wanted that matchup last year yeah. uh, for old time's sake, you know what I mean? And, and the TBT yep. definitely did a good job of making sure that if both teams win um, the first round game, that we'll get that in the second round. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, but yep. – uh, and I touched on this with KJ. It's kind of – it's a neat experience to see the arena uh, full of people and to hear, you know, see all these guys that you looked up to as kids coming out and playing and representing West Virginia again with, you know, the fight zone playing. So, it, it will be a neat experience for you to kind of take in. So, uh, definitely. we're definitely excited to have you on the roster. And we – anytime we have a first-time guest, we always do what we call rapid fire. 
Um, so are you ready for that? I am. Okay. I, uh, I'm always ready for that. Gotcha. <laughs> so first question is, what is your favorite food? Um, I, anything my mom makes, I love, yeah. uh, you know, my favorite, I've had a lot of pizza in, in throughout the, the world. My favorite pizza place is the pizza place here in Morgantown. Uh, the one that's down in Bridgeport is my favorite actually, because I grew up going to the Meadowbrook mall was like this, like kind of a big experience for us. Like it, you didn't go often. So when you did go, uh, I'd always get to pizza place and it's, it's kind of nostalgic for me. So that may be my favorite food. Also like a good steak. So between those two. Yeah. So you say pizza is your favorite or one of your favorites in steak. Are you by any chance, do you follow Dave Portnoy's pizza reviews? I have watched some of them. Um, I definitely, I don't watch it like religiously or anything, but I've, I've seen plenty of them to know what it's about. Yeah. If you just catch some of his, he has some classic ones. Uh, New Haven, yeah. Connecticut is supposedly the pizza capital of the world, uh, according to him. So that's one place you may, if pizza's your favorite, that's one place you may need to visit. I have a good friend who played up there, actually. Uh, one of my teammates from a couple years ago. Uh, I haven't talked to him about that, so maybe I've got to get yeah, you need to ask him about Sally's. I believe that's his favorite ever. So Sally's in New Haven, Connecticut. So <laughs> a little knowledge for you. All right, so favorite dessert? Uh, well, yesterday was my birthday, and oh, we didn't have a cake. We were looking for desserts today for what I wanted to have, and we went with a chocolate pie. And every time I have chocolate pie, I'm happy, so I'm going to go with chocolate pie. So, all right, I'm weird. Thanksgiving time, I know people – Love pumpkin pies. I'm not a big pumpkin person, but my mom makes a delicious chocolate pie, and I will have that all day over yeah. a pumpkin pie. So yeah, I'm with pumpkin you on that. Yeah, pumpkin is my thing. I, yep. I lean toward chocolate for sure. Yep, same here. So next up, we're going to go to the screen. What is your favorite movie? Uh, talking comedy, uh, super bad. I've seen yep. super bad probably 50 to 100 times. Yeah. But I most recently saw a movie called The Northman. And it was in theaters a couple months ago. Maybe it might still be shoot. I don't know. But man, it was like a cinematic experience like I've never had. And I had somebody say they didn't even like the movie. Right. But for me, my wife, we finished the movie like, what just happened? This might have been the greatest movie we've ever seen. So Who, that might be it. Who's in that? <laughs> who's in the Northman movie? Because I don't even remember seeing that. Uh, Natalie Portman is the mom. I okay. don't even know the guy's name who is the, the lead. Right. But, uh, but it's basically, it's about this, this Viking who, uh, hmm. he watched his dad die as a kid. And, um, kind of like, I guess it's kind of like the lion King. <laughs> then the, it was his uncle who killed him. The uncle goes, takes the mom and then turns out the, the mom's a little crazy. So, <laughs> but it, it's just, it is a, a wild movie, just constant action, a ton to take in, very emotional, great uh, score. The music was amazing. The effects are good. It, it was it was great. Yeah, I see. And Superbad's a classic. McLovin. Yeah, when, that's know. one I could watch every day and be yeah, fine. Yeah. So, uh, favorite TV show? Um, probably a show called New Girl. You know, my wife and I watched The Office for a long time, yeah. and we've probably seen The Office so much that it's deafened it a bit. Right. But New Girl, it's another comedy that, that we really love. So that might be that might be it. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, next question. If you could play one-on-one -on -one versus anybody, who would it be? 
Uh, I've always wanted to meet uh, Kevin Jones or Kevin Jones. Yeah, Kevin Jones. <laughs> I've always wanted to meet Kevin Love because I always felt like I had a lot in common with his game. Yeah, you know, he started having a lot of success. He was a rebounding machine. That's kind of what he was known for. Right. And he's got a little older. He started shooting the ball a lot more, and and that was kind of where he adjusted. And that's kind of the same thing that happened in my game. Uh, like we said, college, I was just like rebounding was all I thought of. And then as I got to the professional level, I realized if I want to play the position that's going to take me to farthest, I have to shoot the ball better. So I put in, you know, hours and hours and hours of getting better at shooting. And so he's kind of somebody I've always looked up to. I'm also a big fan of Jokic. Yeah. Um, that skilled big man position is something I take a lot of uh, pride into. So one of those two guys would be great. Yeah, Kevin Love is one of those guys that, you know, LeBron, if you, if you remember when he went back to Cleveland, I mean, they traded Andrew Wiggins basically for Kevin Love. So, yep. And he just brought what they needed. And uh, last question on our rapid fire is, and this is a regular, uh, I'll tell you why after you answer. So are you a Crocs or Slides kind of guy? I have never put a pair of Crocs on my feet. <laughs> so Justin, one of the co-hosts, he's a big Crocs guy. I mean, if he goes – to an outlet mall and there's a Crocs store, he tells everybody he's going to be there a while. And uh, <laughs> so he's a big Crocs person. Usually people say slides, especially basketball players. Football yeah. players we've had on in the past, they they kind of lean towards Crocs here. Um, so, yeah, that's just why we had to ask. We have we ask everybody just kind of see uh, what they have about that. But, man, uh, KJ went on. They have uh, So I wonder if they have size 15 Crocs. I may have to have a – take a stab at it. I guarantee they do. Yeah, they probably <laughs> make any size. You may have to try them. Yep. So, uh, we had KJ on earlier. He just talked about, you know, your basketball IQ, what, how he's excited for uh, what you can bring uh, that we were, what you know, to the TVT team, to West Virginia, what we might have been missing. Uh, he went on and on about it. So, we're excited to see you represent the state, represent Best Virginia, and uh, we appreciate you jumping on tonight, man. I appreciate that. Kevin and I have had a great relationship the last few years. Um, he's he's one of the people that I look forward to being around in the summer just because his work ethic is is so high, and he, he's willing to, to go put it in every day. And and he's just a great guy, too. So um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I have a lot of respect for him, and he's one of those guys I look up to <clears throat> throughout my career, too. So I'm so excited to, to get to do this. Um, and not very many people from West Virginia get the opportunity to play at the levels that I've been been blessed to play at. So to get to represent the state in this way is like, you know, kind of one of those once in a lifetime things. So I am stoked. Yeah. And last year we were so close. I mean, team 23, they go to the championship. That's who knocked us out. And, you know, it went down to the evil ending with uh, us and them. So hopefully we're hoping with some of the pieces KJ's added and uh, John and coach long and everybody, that we can kind of get over get over that hump and make a run in Dayton, man. That's what I'm hoping. I've seen a few of the guys. Jawan looks like he's in great shape. I've, I've, I've played with him, worked out with him a bit, and uh, he he's ready to go. I know that. So some of the new guys, I, I'm I'm excited. We start soon, and it can't come soon enough. Yep, man. I appreciate you hopping on tonight, and good luck, and uh, we'll see you in Charleston. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks, buddy.